listening to 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review, your favorite Jewish current affairs and culture show. Welcome to the program. And today we're talking money on the show. If in case uh, you want to make a little bit of it or help somebody else make a bit of it, you definitely will want to be standing by for today's guest. Uh, if you've ever looked at Israel and heard about Our Crowd, uh, the equity funding platform, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that kind of thing, except that there is a model for a similar one in South Africa. So we're going to be finding out uh, what is it all about, where does it come from, and how can you invest in the kind of businesses that they are looking to do. And the man who's going to help us to do the discussion today, his name is Vusiwa Kwabaka, and he's the head of partnerships and investor relations, and he's also a founding director at Uprise South Africa. Vu, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being with us on the New Blue Review. Thanks, thanks. Thanks. Lovely to be here, and thank you for, for the listeners for tuning in. No, absolutely. Good to be with you. Tell me, uh, have you always been in this space of VC and investing in business? Uh, how did you get into this? Well, I've been involved in uh, startups and uh, the tech ecosystem broadly in South Africa for the last seven years, uh, initially through the Cape IT initiative down here in Cape Town and the, band, the Bandwidth Barn, which is a very popular uh, co-working and uh, incubator program in Cape Town. And that's where I really got my introduction into the space. And it's been a whirlwind of uh, time. Uh, more of late, uh, shifted gears. I was mostly, and I'm generally kind of, known in the space as an enabler, uh, the guy who connects everybody, but uh, has taken a more different role this time in, uh, in enablement in a different way by participating and getting involved in, in the funding side. I've been part of building programs. I think earlier off, 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 off air we were talking about sending people to Israel. Um, so I've, I've, I've basically had a, a great kind of round, round experience in kind of enablement of the startups and the entrepreneurs of South Africa. This is a, a very different proposition, but fun, fun, fun and learning curve as well. So talk to us a little bit about the proposition, as you call it. It's uh, the Uprise Africa. And uh, what actually is it all about and what are you trying to achieve? So the platform is called Uprise.Africa, um, quite easy. And uh, ultimately, it's an it's a equity crowdfunding platform, which has followed a, a very a simple, straightforward model. Um, not too dissimilar to platforms like our crowd. Um, and it follows a, a, a framework of alternative investing that has been around the world for the better part of the last seven years, really pioneered out of, out of the U.S. And, and, and has built up uh, a lot of traction in, in markets like the U.K., in Malaysia, in New Zealand. Um, so we're pretty late in the game, but uh, we're, kicking, we're kicking this uh, off uh, as well in South Africa. There have been a number of attempts at uh, putting together equity crowdfunding in South Africa over the last two to three, two to three years, uh, most of which have, have, have not kind of uh, seen the light of day and have, uh, have, have wobbled a bit. And one of the kind of popular entrepreneurs in the Jewish community is Charles Maisel. You know, there's a few people who've kind of had a hand at trying uh, equity crowdfunding in South Africa. Uh, our approach has been very, very, very different in, in the sense that we focus a lot of energy on the compliance readiness um, to be ready for the platform, so a great deal of money has gone into investing into our legal readiness, into our compliance readiness. Um, a lot of money has gone into uh, investing in the platform and the user experience for both the entrepreneur and the investor. So, you know, we had 
happy about the fact that we are uh, effectively South Africa's very first uh, public equity crowdfunding platform um, with uh, all the legal kind of compliance requirements aligned uh, within the policy and the legal frameworks. And we are live with a, a deal right now that's, uh, that's looking to support a publishing business uh, with a, a lot of pedigree, a lot of experience, with a team that's kind of been in this industry for, for over 20, 20 years. Um, that's live currently on the platform for anyone who's interested in literature and writing. Uh, and their kind of presentation and pitches that they want to support um, African storytelling. And we are enabling them to do that, to use a different way to raise money to attract a different community of investors. Um, but we're looking forward to releasing even more deals over the, the, next, the course of the next few weeks um, that range from everything from innovation to agriculture to beer, beer companies that are looking to raise money through our platform. Okay, so I, I want to get into the actual uh, businesses and uh, projects that you guys are, are fundraising. But let's take a step back for a second. Uh, for people who have no idea what you're talking about, what is an equity crowdfunding platform? What does it mean? And, and, and you know, why should I care uh, if I, I'm not an investor, I'm someone who uh, sticks my money in the bank? What, what does this mean for me as an average person and, and my money? A- absolutely. So I'll even take it even further than that, Benj. And a lot of South Africans have become relatively accustomed to crowdfunding itself. Um, and for the better part of the last six years, we've had crowdfunding in South Africa through reward-based crowdfunding, where you know you, you, you provide assistance to someone and they give you a widget, a T-shirt, a key ring, or a box of, uh, of, of or a cup. Um, so we, we're very much used to that model of uh, um, a reward-based crowdfunding with platforms like uh, the People's Fund or the Thunder Fund, which are very similar to the Kickstarters as well. We've also become very used to and accustomed to donations-based crowdfunding, where charities raise money uh, through various platforms, uh, like Becca Buddy. Uh, uh, um, you know, a few come to mind in terms of some of these platforms where charities look to raise money for causes. So it's very much, in effect, the collection of individuals coming together to raise money behind a common objective. Now, the ultimate difference with, uh, with, um, with these and as well as uh, equity crowdfunding is that equity crowdfunding is, in effect, for equity. And, again, there are various rules and legislation that govern the sale, the public sale of, of company shares in this country that are, are guided by different uh, acts in terms of how they are, they are managed. And, you know, in effect, what we facilitate as Uprise Africa is an in very lay person kind of speak um, is the facilitation of a willing seller of equity in, in, the, in a company, an entrepreneur, uh, and a willing buyer of, of, of that equity into that business, an investor. And we facilitate that, that relationship digitally through the issuance of, uh, of share certificates. And you effectively um, um, basically have a, um, a performance right to, to, to that share. And you can, there's a return on investment uh, expectation that you can have. And equity crowdfunding falls into a broader basket um, of alternative investments that are becoming increasingly popular uh, currently in the world. Some of your listeners might have heard of ICOs or initial coin offerings. Some of, of your listeners might have heard of peer-to-peer uh, loans or peer-to-peer lending. So these are all alternative uh, ways that people are now, in today's world, in today's very digital world, people are raising money. And part of your question was, why should people care? Again, you know, people uh, make decisions to enable uh, um, others for different particular objectives. 
In South Africa, we have the National Development Plan, and we sincerely believe that uh, in order for us to fulfill the objectives of our na- of National De- Development Plan and to support the potential of not only young but also high-growth uh, investable companies in South Africa, we need alternative ways to help them um, fulfill as uh, their capital raise needs. Um, typically, most entrepreneurs would approach the bank or very traditional venture capital or private equity fund to, to fulfill this and to raise this money. In today's world, with the power of the crowd, and again, um, uh, if you're a big fan of singularity thinking and you've heard of Dr. Peter Diamandis um, in the U.S., you know, he talks very kind of eloquently around the power of, of a billion people. And ultimately, in South Africa, we, we want to enhance or harness uh, through Uprise Africa the power of 54 million South Africans uh, to enable the funding and support of early-stage um, investable companies. We obviously follow a process of vetting these deals, getting them ready for the platform, and presenting them in the best way possible. And the things that we, that we take our, our pride in, in how we, we achieve this is that uh, the way that we, we do this process is, 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 a, is a very seamless process for the entrepreneur in terms of an experience. They don't have multiple long, long forms to fulfill, to fill out or to complete without knowing whether or not they're going to be selected. We take them through a very human-centered uh, a flow process to onboard them into our, into our platform. Um, the, the investors looking at these deals ultimately are the final decision makers. And obviously investment in early-stage companies has elements of risk, and we, what, what we do is that we make, um, basically, we try to filter the best of these opportunities for, for everybody interested in, in investing and participating in them. And we do that for a, a, a low kind of entry point of a thousand rand for minimum investment. And so, for so, investor, so you could actually, you can actually invest yeah. in one of these companies for, for a thousand rand. So you don't need a lot of money, in other words, to buy into an early stage company. 100%. And this is the beauty of, of equity crowdfunding is that we want to broaden the, the, the investor participation. Now, again, you might imagine from, from this conversation, Benji, that this will allow a, a whole group of different types of profile of investors to participate. And so, again, if you're an entrepreneur looking potentially for black investors to participate uh, in supporting uh, grow your business and you want them to earn their way into the equity, this is a good consideration for you. If you are an investor looking to enable women uh, opportunities, so we, our, our platform, and we, we play a very vital role in, in catalyzing the, the growth of the economy. We're not gonna in any way uh, looking to replace the venture capital industry, looking to replace the banks, which is predominantly the, the way that people raise money at this stage. We, but we, we still see an opportunity in which to create an industry. So again, we don't anticipate that over the course of the next two to five years we'll be the only players in this. We, we, we see an opportunity for others to take different approaches. But we encourage, obviously, responsible uh, approaches to this, and we very much fully engage in, in ensuring that this industry grows in widening not only participation, uh, but diversity in investors and diversity in deal, in deal pipeline and deal, deal sites. Okay, so let's talk a little bit then about your first uh, choice of, uh, you know, the, your first business so-called that you put onto the uh, onto the platform. Uh, you you yeah. alluded to it earlier. It's something called Storied. It's a, a, yeah. a company that's looking to create uh, African literature. Is, is this a big market? Is this something that uh, you think that there'll be a lot of demand for? So we, we believe that, you know, in order for, for it to be uh, become a big market, you need to consider how much uh, fiction is sold in South Africa by international best-selling uh, authors. 
the likes of Dan Brown and, and many others, all the popular names that everybody uh, loves. And the difference fundamentally, uh, and again, uh, with, with this particular business, is that it comes from a very established publishing house, a stable that's very established with over 20 years of experience, a company called Jakana Media. Um, and again, somewhere at the top of that, of that pile is, is a listed company uh, linked to various media assets that also um, is, is a parent company for the whole entire holding group. Uh, the, the founding team that's kind of uh, um, working on this uh, initiative is uh, in the startup um, has been part of this company for, for the better part of over a decade. So we have very experienced founders working in this with years of experience in the industry. So this is not uh, necessarily a young person out of the street, uh, basically trying their luck at this industry. These are very experienced professionals. And again, not to say that we don't welcome other people who, who can come with ideas, uh, but I think we, we now have realized that, you know, uh, you, 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 there's a very variety of things that people need to see in a business to make sure that it's, it, it's going to achieve uh, the objective to which it, it sets its mind to do. And, and their kind of core mission as a business is to turn around um, African literature and make African literature more widely invest, um, available uh, to tell more stories by effectively investing in them. South Africa, as we know, um, is, is very, has, has got a very popular non-fiction sector, very political and kind of focused. Many of these writers do well. So as a result, um, because of the, 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 the margins in, in, within publishing, a lot of attention and obviously spend gets spent in this in this uh, kind of particular space. Um, yet there is a very specific business case which one can read on on the story at the Theodore Zeta website around really the business case to which uh, they they're working towards. We certainly believe uh, in the prospect of what they they present, uh, uh, backed by the credentials of the company, backed by the individuals, backed by the financial projections of how they see this um, uh, working out. Um, and again, uh, you know, what we encourage our entrepreneurs to do is we're not a venture capital platform, so we don't uh, expect people to, 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 to provide us venture capital level of returns. We want them to focus on pragmatic, uh, very straightforward returns. In fact, um, kind of be more al- aligned to a more industry benchmark of return as opposed to some astronomical uh, empty promise. Um, and, and this is why we're excited about um, the approach we're taking to, to, to this process, as well as and the deals like stories that are coming that have come out, and the many others that are following on from this um, in the next few weeks. You're listening to 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and uh, this is the new Blue Review. We're chatting venture capital, venture crowding, crowd venturing, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, on the show today, particularly in South Africa. And uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi FM. Stay relevant and up to date. Keep informed. This is 101.9 High FM. You're back with 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and uh, this is the new Blue Review. And we're talking today to Vusiwa Kwabaka. Uh, he is the head of partnerships and investor relations at Up 
up.riseafrica. Did I put the dot in the right place there this time? Uprise.africa. Uprise.africa. Okay, so let's, uh, you know, go, go through the process here. So I actually, uh, in preparation for the show, I tested out the platform. Very, very easy to, to invest, actually, if you if you want to do it. It's uh, not, no, like, big things. Even the Fika stuff, which is normally uh, hectically difficult, uh, is it, pretty easy for you to do. So I, I invest in the in the company. Uh, and then, and then, how does it work from there? Am I able to sell out at some point? Do you give dividends? How does it How does it work for the investors? And, and what sort of like time horizon should they look at? So, look for for these kind of deals. We, we we obviously don't give financial advice, but you know, my personal view on this and my own opinion is that uh, you know there has to be you know have to be a, a return, a reasonable return expectation. Um, we normally advise uh, people to, you know, hold on for a little longer for for these type of deals. You, you, you know, the liquidity side of it is a challenge to to all investors around the world around every crowdfunding. Um, but we we believe that we can, um, you know, um, come into the space and, and create a different opportunity for for the market. And by that, what I mean, Benji, is is that over the course of the next few months, we will be setting up a secondary. Um, a market kind of uh, view in partnership with one of the already registered uh, exchanges in South Africa. It's a very dynamic space, the exchange space. Um, so, you know, we're looking for the right partner to work with us in unlocking the opportunity to then have those shares available uh, to, 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 to sell on. But the idea that we also um, are also working on as an internal context is the ability to facilitate um, 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 investor exchanges where investors can sell um, equity that they hold in particular startups to each other. Because technically, uh, they are not allowed to publicly sell these shares um, uh, out in the public, but obviously the more uh, also communal kind of context that we're able to create, uh, it eases that uh, process of being able to sell those shares. Now, on my side, what I typically say to, to a lot of investors that ask me this particular question is, um, you know, first prize is always when the company grows and it does what it, it's promised to do and sees fit to then buy back some of its shares. And obviously, that, this is a very much a known uh, approach to, to growing a, a company. Um, I mean, you know, for example, if you look at the case for Storied, where they've made available 49% equity uh, into the crowd, especially a company like Jakarta, the minute that uh, Storied kind of meets some of the milestones, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that in time um, that they they will start buying back some of the equity from from the from the early investors who who participated early, and then obviously a new valuation, a company that would have now grown. Um, so uh, you know, um, there's a few options that we're looking at, but I think over the course of the, the next six to, to six months to eighteen months, uh, we'll be looking at various options for how people can um, um, uh, kind of discover. And new positions for themselves in terms of how they drive liquidity uh, in the market for these shares. And effectively, when you buy a, a storied share, you, you effectively are buying an upright storied uh, shares, which is uh, a class of shares that's been issued um, uh, directly to uh, our public uh, limited company. And, uh, and yeah, it's, and, and with that, obviously, there are contracts um, at, around um, how each uh, company is likely to perform. A lot of the detail around how that company is going to roll out its plan uh, is, very, is made public. The financials are made public. Um, the plan is made public. Uh, their vision and their mission of the company, the CVs of the, the, the founding directors are made public. So the experience for, 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 for anyone is, is pretty straightforward. 
around how they make that choice. The final decision whether or not to invest really remains with the individual, whether you understand the industry or you want to support the team for any number of reasons one could have. I mean, for stories specifically, it could just be a case that you love literature and you believe that, like them, uh, it's important that we start investing in African storytelling. Um, so that could be uh, the sum total. And again, for a thousand rand, uh, it's, it's worthwhile to kind of uh, make that commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think very interesting, uh, first of all, what you're saying around financial advice. Uh, we, we can't give financial advice on a program like this, certainly if you saw my bank balance, you would know that that would be a terrible idea from my side. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is very interesting. And I think also uh, a good way of, as you say, if you want to be part of the decolonization debate, well, you know, this is a, a sort of a positive way of doing it. I think it's quite an interesting point. Uh, that you make there, Vu. I'm going to ask you to uh, pivot, I think. Is that the term that they use in, yeah. in your industry? And talk to us uh, about another aspect of, of, of Uprise. Uh, you mentioned our crowd uh, at the beginning of the show, and, yeah. and, you act, and you have been to Israel yourself and, and also have met yeah. uh, Medved. So uh, what, uh, what was yeah. it like being exposed to that sort of VC high-tech scene in Israel uh, in terms of what you're doing here? Look, I think, I think, you know, for me personally, um, these are one of the motivating factors that has made us believe that this is possible. Um, I, I recall uh, meeting Jonathan um, Medved uh, here in Cape Town, actually, of all places, uh, sometime around two or three years ago. And at that particular engagement, um, you know, he shared the story of, of our crowd. And this seemed really possible for, 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 for us in South Africa. Uh, and that was the catalyst to certainly my experience uh, in, 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 in kind of beginning that process of, of, of kind of working into the space. And again, it felt very natural for me because of uh, the kind of personality I have, which is uh, an individual who's highly networked, who engages very well with people, and who has experience in, in working with early stage companies. So for me personally, it was a very natural fit. Uh, but my experience in Israel, again, is, is one of those that uh, would forever live with me as, as one that I think can be replicated. And again, as, as, as I get increasingly more deeper into the space and begin to start influencing multiple uh, uh, people uh, and, uh, and businesses and, and politicians, uh, it's certainly a very recommended uh, um, experience to go and experience how an economy can be shifted and how through enterprise and through entrepreneurialism, um, we can empower people um, and how through that empowerment, people will gain knowledge, people will become self-subsistent, people will become um, more resilient. Um, so that is my kind of view in terms of experience. And this, again, ultimately, we, 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 we say that we want to democratize finance. The real reason why we want to do that is so that, again, we want to enable these particular things. We align our vision to the National Development Plan because we believe in the vision for 2030 in our country. And we believe that we're one of the key solutions um, that needs a considerate, uh, considerate kind of consideration uh, in any government strategy, in any corporate strategy, in any BE strategy, in any women empowerment strategy. Um, so we, 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 we're basically putting in effort uh, to ensure that that happens. Uh, we also are very mindful that learning new things is, is, is incredibly difficult at a human level. And we're spending a, a great deal of time uh, pushing out knowledge and pushing out education, and hopefully in the in this year 2018, we'll also be rolling out on a, a television show um, on one of the the, 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 the TV networks uh, here in South Africa, uh, aligned to 
uh, audience participation in, in crowdfunding. So we're looking at all the opportunities that are at our disposal uh, to drive knowledge. I mean, for me, my, the way that I look at South Africa is a very small country. We can get the message right and we can um, inspire not only the entrepreneurial side, but we can inspire the general public to support deserving, uh, investable entrepreneurs. And, I mean, at the beginning you kind of said seven years ago other places in the world were starting with equity finance and uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, are we slightly behind as a country in terms of various democratization of financial instruments, of, of, of allowing greater, you know, uh, connection into the economy for average people? Is this something we still need to learn and grow as a country? Well, I mean, the long and short of it is that we, we certainly are, um, but I think there is some benefit in being slightly behind uh, the curve in that you can learn from the mistakes of others. Uh, you can adopt to more immediate and more relevant uh, strategies. And I think generally in Africa, we're very good at leapfrogging and adopting the, the latest and newest um, ways or approaches to doing things. So there, there are some slight advantages to that. Um, we, on our side, as, as Uprise Africa, we very much engage with the broad uh, advocacy uh, scene. Uh, uh, we did a presentation, for example, the board of the South African Venture Capital Association just last week. Uh, we are engaged with the African Crowdfunding Association, which happens to be um, uh, based here in South Africa. Um, we are doing our best to engage with the South African Reserve Bank, the Financial Services Board. So these conversations we, we take very seriously, primarily to bring the same level of knowledge uh, to the regulators, to the policymakers in our country, so that we can fast-track the adoption. Uh, and then people can also, also obviously um, uh, bring forward their concerns and their questions. And some of these questions relate to, obviously, a very old, archaic style of, of crowdfunding, and we welcome that. Because on the day, some of the strategies that we're busy kind of looking to adopt are more or less in line to where the world is currently today. Um, and again, uh, you know, we're very fortunate that we have uh, this extended network globally, and we're talking to uh, um, uh, uh, international universities, international researchers about our work, and it's, it's landing very well um, in, in different spaces. And I think the main thing, though, that we need to prove first is that our South Africans are um, really interested in supporting other South Africans um, with their early-stage kind of ventures. And uh, the jury is still relatively out on that, and over the course of the next couple of months, we'll soon be learning that lesson uh, either positively or negatively, but we obviously believe that uh, the uptake is going to be tremendous. Uh, we've had a, a tremendous kind of uh, uptake on the entrepreneur side, which is always easy because entrepreneurs are always needing money, so it's a very simple one. But we still needed to, to produce a platform that was easy enough for entrepreneurs to, to adopt um, and an approach that was uh, unique enough, but at the same time simple enough uh, to, be, to be easily adopted. And I think we've achieved that quite well. Um, the next phase of our plan is now getting more investors uh, to participate in, on our platform by, by offering them diverse deals. So yes, we only have one now, three specific. But over the course of the next few weeks, we'll have even more diversity on our platform and more ver- variety of, of opportunities for people to invest. Can you, give a sense, can you, can you give us a sense of about what uh, actually is, is going to be coming down the pipe, the kind of companies and, and the kind of is, how it's different? So, yeah, so our, our pipeline is quite exciting. Our, our platform is, 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 is sector agnostic. So we'll, we'll look at deals from a diversity of industries. And right now, the ones I can certainly mention with a degree of comfort is, is deals in, in the tech, uh, uh, early stage tech companies, uh, guys who are doing last mile and on demand services. Uh, we are looking at uh, technology companies in the renewable energy space and mobility. 
we're looking at deals in, in beer, which again, I always uh, explain that the beer industry is something that everybody can understand. It's kind of an everyman deal. Um, and that, you know, again, you know, the numbers once shared and obviously the, the volumes of, of sales, especially in a country like South Africa, which is a, which is a high volume, uh, beer drinking country, um, one of the top in the world. You know, the beer industry becomes a very easy way for people to get into, get their feet wet, as it were, uh, because of a very easy kind of uh, understanding uh, view. And some of those differ in terms of uh, we've got deals that are potentially looking at manufacturing beer. We've got deals that are looking at uh, hospitality, hospitality and commercial distribution of beer. So, so those deals will all be coming out, and we're excited about the prospect um, of, of those. In fact, I've been in the media quite a lot uh, of late, uh, with one of the, the brands uh, here locally called Beer House, which some people uh, in Joburg and Cape Town will, will know um, as, a, as, a, as a popular um, kind of socializing beer hotspot. And we basically are looking uh, to do a multiple deals with them. And again, the opportunity that Uprise Africa offers uh, at Beer House is, is unlike a bank or a franchise model, etc., is the participation of their, of their customers in, in a deal to, to enable a a, a hangout spot for it to be uh, sufficiently capitalized and to and, and to kind of create that vibe. And they still have to perform to an investor ROI. Uh, they also have made promises that they'll have the, the best AGMs because there'll be plenty of beer to drink, obviously. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, I mean, there you go. If that's not an investor pitch, I don't know what is. So, so basically, if, if you want to, uh, you know, drink beer – uh, while drinking African literature and and making a profit at the same time, uh, what is the? Give us the details. How can people get involved? So, so the website is quite simple. It's www.uprise.africa. Um, and again, if you have any queries, if you are an entrepreneur looking to find out more, you can send an, an email to info at uprise.africa. If you are an investor looking to find out more details, uh, pretty much the same. Um, um, all, all our investors have to register on our platform. A lot of our future deal uh, um, entrepreneurs create micro-sites, which are promotional sites, where you can find out more information about the deals. So, if, for example, you're interested in Storied. Storied has got a, a, a platform called storied.co.za, where you can learn all about the investment prospect of what they're offering. Beer House has got one called beerrevolution.co.za. So, again, you can go there, sign yourself up, You'll be told by them in terms of you can engage the, the you can engage entrepreneurs directly about their vision. You can meet them for coffee, you can take them out for dinner, um, and so we 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 enabling which uh, you know what is going to be effectively a, a new normal um, in South Africa in the next year to two years. And we're excited about it, and uh, people must just reach out. Uh, Benji, they can reach out to your show, and I'm pretty sure you'll send me the details as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we may have to have a we may have to have a chat with about. Uh doing a crowdfunding for my show. I don't know what, but it's definitely going to be something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, show me the return, my brother, and we can do it. There we go. There we go. Well, uh, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And, uh, yeah, go have a look. And uh, if it tickles your fancy, do an investment. Vuyusa Kabaka from Uprise Africa. Thank you so much for being with us on the New Blue Review. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for the opportunity. No problem. Best of luck there. Nice to see some South Africans doing innovative things. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty interesting stuff. A frequency like no other. One hundred one point nine High FM.